Ooh, it's chilly out there. Oof. I'm gonna throw another log on the fire. Do it. Oh, hey. Uh, huh? Hi, listener. How you doing? Oh. Wait, am I here for this? <laughs> do you want to do this alone? Do you want to have like a monologue planned? <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. I envision this as like an ABC um, family type special where uh, we we greet the audience. But I guess it makes more sense because fireside I, I, chat. Yeah, like a fireside chat thing. Um, oh, well, how about you just take the opening? Go ahead. Okay. 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 Right. <laughs> it's all staying in. Yeah. Hi. And welcome back to Sippin' Mimos. Or should I say, welcome to a very special episode of Sippin' Mimos. Uh, this is our uh, Seasons of Sippin's epins- episode. Episode. <laughs> I can I can jump in anytime you want. But dive dive in, save me. I think you I think you're doing great. Go ahead. Look, take 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 thirty seven. Okay. <laughs> How's it going, man? Huh? Oh, we're now we're, we're now we're into it. Wait, finish your fireside chat thing. Okay, okay, fireside chat. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna put a log on the fire, and I'm gonna be like, "Ooh, yeah, yeah." Oh, hey, Ooh. hello. I think we have some guests. Ooh, I like that. I like that. I like that. Okay, okay, here oh. we go. Hello. Okay. Click. Ooh. it's getting cold out there. Better put another. <laughs> wow, dude, come on. Okay, here we go. Here we go. I literally had not a drop of alcohol, not as right. not not as creature was stirring. Okay, it's probably the probably the problem. Ooh. Sure, it's getting cold out there. I'm gonna put another log on the fire. You wanna you wanna cue up those songs? Oh, I think we have some guests. Hi, welcome to Sippin' Mimos presents Season Sippins. I'm Jake, and with me as always is. Elliot, hi. Hey, welcome to our special uh, holiday-themed episode uh, where Elliot and I are going to discuss uh, some special songs that really mean a lot to us, uh, especially during uh, this uh, this time of the year. Um, but yes. before we get into that, Elliot, what's been new? Oh, man, not too much. Oh, my goodness gracious. All I do is uh, cut videos and listen to... 90s music and see my kid. How are you, man? Have you talked about it last episode? You are now a married man. I am a married man. And I, I got to say, it feels pretty damn good. Wow. We, uh, we, were, we were just talking off mic and just kind of like recapping, recapping the big night. Uh, a lot of dancing was had. Yes. Uh, multiple times I looked over and I saw Elliot, who was one of my groomsmen, of course. Uh, yes. Just, just kind of like vibing out. I feel like you know, wearing tuxedos. We were all in tuxedos. I feel yes. like as the night goes on, as you dance more and more, it gets hotter and hotter because those things don't breathe very well. Not once uh-huh. did I look over at you, and you were spiffy the entire time. I tried to stay. I, I, I stayed spiffy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jake's wedding listeners. And we've got a bunch of new ones, I think. Jake, your wedding was romantic and beautiful, and what an honor to be part of it. Uh, what a great, what a great, great honor it was, truly. And I had such a great time, and I think everyone else did. Guys, listeners, the, the ceremony was quite short, but then Jake drops this tune. He drops this 
he he pulls the guitar out of his ass and just starts playing this I never, song. I never leave home without it. <laughs> it's always up his ass. Uh and and he he sang that song and it brought the goddamn house down, dude. That was amazing. Thank you, man. I I wrote that pretty. I started writing it pretty much around the time we got engaged. So May of twenty one. I had I knew what I wanted to say, um, but was having trouble putting it down. And mm-hmm. one day I was uh, on lunch, and it just kind of it just kind of came to me, and I was just like, "Oh man!" Like and it, it was kind of like the wedding singer when he's like, "Do you have a pen? I just got a great idea for a song." Wow, and it just it just kind of really came easy uh, after months and months and months of oh crap, is this actually going to happen? Yeah, um, I'm so happy you enjoyed it, and it was a real real special night. <laughs> and I was sitting, I was sitting, um, or standing, sorry, next to like the the you know caterers and and wedding planners and stuff like that, and they were watching it in awe in this little hallway. Really? Yes. And I, and I turned to them like, he does this with ease. Like, this is <laughs> like, this is how, how easily charming Jake is. And they were just kind of, <laughs> they were kind of blown away, man. And really? like, yeah, they were like, I've never seen anything like this at a wedding. They, they do this for a profession. I'm like, yeah, my boy, my boy here, my boy Jake fucking comes correct. <laughs> now, now bring me another whiskey, you know, like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I had a lot of Jake juice that night. Oh yeah, so my signature cocktail was Jake juice. So, <laughs> and apparently you can you can order it with extra Jake, which was an extra shot. I didn't know this. I didn't know that either. What the fuck? Oh, that would have changed my night up. That would have okay. That would have changed my night up a bit if I had <laughs> double Jake juice. I was rocking Jake juice, folks. <laughs> He <laughs> should probably explain it. Like, so, like, the bartender at Jake's wedding, which was glorious and beautiful and ma- and magical, and I and, and I was part of it, and I feel so honored. The happy hour had a menu of like a Jake cocktail and and as and his lovely uh, wife's cocktail, and 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 uh, what was your drink? Uh, my so it was essentially just like a margarita, um, but one you know one of the many reasons I, I married my wife is we were thinking of like funny names for him. And I said, Hey, can I name my drink Jake juice? And she said, go for it. And I said, okay. Jake, how's married life been for you so far? It's been a real pleasure. I saw this great quote today and I, and I normally I'll, I'd love to give credit where credit's due. I think it may have been like a tweet or something. It, it really rang true. Someone was like, what's so special about, about your wife or your girlfriend. And then the person said, nothing special without her, you know, which that really hit, really hit home big uh, for me because every day, I mean, it's, we're almost a month since, since we made it a fish every day I get to spend that woman's husband and partner. It's just better than the last. And I'm, I'm really, really grateful. I'm, I know I said it last year at your end episode and, rings even more true this year i'm i'm the luckiest guy i know uh, for for many many reasons and it's good to be jake drumgle right now wow <laughs> wow i love that yeah it is good that, to be jake and of course 
thank you for for being a part of everything and for oh my god rocking out and dancing and making everyone feel welcome and oh. making everyone have a you know making sure everyone is comfortable and having a blast doing what you do best drinking the jake juice <laughs> drinking the jake juice i'm like I, I was just down in the uh, happy hour i'm like i think we're in a cult now like to everyone to your grandma i'm just joking uh, <laughs> i can't wait for the asteroid to show up tonight you know <laughs> <laughs> Does everyone else have track suits that they're changing into? Like what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, you had you had your guy. Who was that guitar player who played Jumper? So that was uh, give him a, a shout out because that was great. He's a, he's a local guy. Um, he was pretty great, man. And I remember like hearing that and like coming up behind you and like tapping you on the shoulder. I'm like, oh my god. So yeah, so our DJ was um, his name was Josh Klaus. He's a local Austin singer songwriter and DJ. Uh, check him out. He's a profoundly gifted musician. Wait, the the guitar player was the DJ. Yeah. Okay. Now, now I'm upset. Okay. <laughs> so I, I I didn't realize that when I was there at the night. Like, with the the guy was like playing guitar downstairs, moved upstairs and DJed. Yeah. All right. <laughs> and he was like a really handsome too, right? Like. Like un like it's unfair. Like just very handsome guy, dude. Okay, fuck that guy. Pick one thing. Um, I, I'm now I'm mad. Jake's wedding was bullshit. Uh, <laughs> you can't be able to DJ that well and play guitar that well and like, like come on, stop it. <laughs> yeah, if, if you're if you're on the internet, check out Josh Klaus. If you're in the Austin area, check him out. Uh, he's yes, check him out. Yeah. It was great. It was great. Shout out, Josh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. truly great. Uh, so yeah. ap- after the wedding, yeah. uh, Elliot sent a, a, a text message to our groomsmen and group chat and asked, "Where's yeah, everyone I... after partying?" And <laughs> that's right. And there was Elliot in his tux, and it looked like a cl- like a underground club. <laughs> Where did you go, my friend? You know the the you know the wedding died down, and then like, uh, like okay, everyone's like, everyone's kind of bouncing. And I'm like, well, I'm in this talks. I've only got it for 48 hours. I'm gonna, f- I'm gonna go fuck shit up. <laughs> so, because I'm, I'm like, I'm in a talks and I'm feeling good. And I just saw my boy got get married. So uh, my friend Tina texted me like, I am at a ABBA DJ party. Oh my god! Come out. And I'm like, for real? She's like, yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but 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 so I just go there because I'm looking fucking spicy and I roll out there and then holy hell it's ABBA tunes, ABBA jams and like it's disco, disco, disco people are in like butterfly costumes I was not the weirdly dressed person there uh, <laughs> I, I was just like a, a big old norm core dork, the bar adjacent had like it's cool drum and bass TJ I rolled in there, I was like this is dope Oh my god, I love drum and bass. And like, and like uh, this guy was playing music, and then like I was like wander out and wander into the Abba party, which was like you know like share and like like disco stuff. And I was having a good old time, and I was like, well, this is a great way to honor Jake's day. Oh, uh, I just love it. Just by raging, yeah. So were they were they incorporating like like really like jumping uh, jumping um, like breaks into like the Abba songs, or are they just like straight? straight ABBA. Uh, 
so on the main stage was this dude that like plays ABBA tunes. And it's like, okay. this is an ABBA, ABBA party. So he's going to play all the ABBA hits, but also incorporate, you know, I you would imagine a lot of adjacent stuff like BGs, like your, your, your Saturday Night Fever soundtrack uh, yeah. alum. Uh, and so there was a lot of that, like, and, like remix of them, remixes of them, a lot of share, you know, stuff like that. Like, uh, like, but, like people are dancing their fucking asses off. Madonna, you know, shit like that. Everyone's dressed up to the nines and like, it's like having a great old time. Uh, <laughs> um, so yeah. And then all my friends were like, we're going to keep, keep it going. It's like one thirty. Like, we're gonna keep going. We're gonna go to, you know, uh, Barbarella's or whatever. Dope spot if you're, if you're, uh. Uh, 17 and live in downtown Austin. Um, yeah. <laughs> otherwise, it's a nightmare. I don't <laughs> wait in line for shit. That's my thing now. I'm 40. I don't wait in line for anything. Like, uh... <laughs> What if it's something that like you have a ticket to and you just get there early? Well, if I get a, if I have a ticket and like get there early, then why would I be waiting in anything? That's true. Because if it's like a movie, you have a reserved seat. What are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I paid ahead to see to see Rage Against the Machine, and I want a mezzanine table <laughs> with a glass of wine and edamame. Ooh, edamame while watching Rage Against the Machine. Mm. <laughs> Man, that that's heaven right there. Ooh, they're playing "Killing in the Name of" past the charcuterie. You know. <laughs> yeah, I would be very happy. Uh, we're here tonight in the uh, Sip and Mimo studio. Um, oh, welcome to welcome to Sip and Mimos. Oh yeah, welcome. Uh, this is uh, the internet's premier, uh, oftentimes citrus-based libation podcast. Or uh, Elliot, th- throughout the year, Elliot and I uh, discuss uh, various albums from the '90s rock and '90s electronica genres. Um, yes. And as as the years winding down, you know, we like to do a a special um a special episode where you know it's a season of giving and uh so Elliot and I we're doing a special episode tonight um where we are gifting each other a song that uh means a lot to each of us every once in a while we like to um during this gift giving holiday we like to concentrate uh like instead of because we're album guys and we we give each other albums and then instead of albums we concentrate and we we go Here's a tune. Here's a yeah. tune. Here's a track. You know, like, like the, the, I think it means a lot to me and it might mean a lot to you. And I'm gifting this to you. Exactly. And uh, last year we had a lot of fun. We did a, a Thanksgiving, a Thanks Sippings episode. Um, mm-hmm. We're in Sipsgiving. Sipsgiving. Uh, we did uh, Jumper by Third Eye Blind and No Angel by. It's a three name. Oh, oh my god, god. dude! It's, it was, it was at the favorite. top of your list. It's at the top it was, of your list. It's no, it's no angel. I'm not gonna help you. It's not Dave Van Ronk. I'm not gonna. Wow, I'm not gonna help you at all. I'm just gonna leave you. Don't look it up. Don't look it up. You're looking, I'm not it, looking up. it up. You I, are. I'm not. You're, he's clearly look, guys. You're, he's clearly looking it up. No angel. For an, for an angel by Paul Van Dyke. For an angel. Way to leave me out to dry with the wrong name, dude. You you were googling it, <laughs> and so this year, let me let me reach into my my bag right now. Uh, we you know we were talking earlier about a lot of joyous occasions, you know, a lot of celebrations, uh, and so 
my song tonight is kind of the exact opposite of all of that, especially um, in the title itself. So my gift to my partner, Elliot, is kind of kind of rockabilly, kind of pop punk and just 100 percent radio rock. Uh, So I'm gifting Lit's Miserable. You make me come You make me complete You make me completely miserable Stuck to a chair Watching it You gave me uh, Lit's beautiful track, Miserable. It, scandalous vocals. Yeah? Do, do you... Well, the, 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 the you make me calm of it all. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think it's a wink. Gonna, I think... Oh, it's, oh it's, it's winky as shit. But, like, but like I, the, I do enjoy the humor of it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it, did you watch the music video? I sure did. So when you get and you when you you sing a lot, it's like oh okay, I got gotcha. you, I got I I got yeah. you AJ pop off. So uh, so okay. <laughs> we're we're gonna dive deep in all these references that I don't get. Okay. Um. So lit. I first heard this song. Yeah. Uh, Ninety nine, um, which is when that when the album it's on dropped. A lot of folks might be maybe more familiar with the other song on this album, uh, my my worst enemy. Yes. Um, that that one certified banger. Yeah, I won't argue. But miserable really connected with me in in a lot of ways. I can remember so vividly recording it off of the radio, kind of just kind of like I did with Jumper. Mm-hmm. Learning to play this on guitar. It's one of the first songs I, I think I really sat down and really tried to learn all the different nuances, um, like. It starts off with this great. I think it's it's a it's a D chord, and the the guitarist. I was huh? gonna ask you about the guitarist because that solo. Oh man, forget it. I'm sure we'll so, get there. So uh, it's Jeremy Popoff and eight AJ Popoff. Uh, and I'm, I, I hope I'm pronouncing it correctly. I'm, I apologize if I'm not. They're the singer and guitarist of Lit. So so Jeremy's playing this like D chord, and if you listen to it. Wait 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 wait. Are they related? Yes, they're brothers. Are you serious? Yeah. I did not know this. Yeah, they're 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 brothers, um, and I think the primary songwriters, if I'm not mistaken. It's it's something so silly, but I think that's what that's what great art is when it's something small, but it, it just grabs you. He does this. He hits the note, and he, he's playing it, and he slides he slides the octave with his pinky. So he goes, and I remember hearing that for the first time and having my 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 eleven year old mind blown. I was like, "How did he do that? It sounds like there's two guitars playing." It it looked it looked, and I've seen I've, I've watched it live. Let's think he's pulling up, yeah, like he's pulling up like like vertically, 
on this on the on the frets am i wrong yeah it's a really funky uh technique and he, it's like the so the opening is like it's like a light distortion more on the clean side and then the verses come in it's just like it's like jarring it's it like he's hitting like a like a like a minor note on there or a seventh note but it's just like it kind of comes out of nowhere but i i think it just it just adds so much texture uh to the song and and when i was learning this one as a kid i never could nail that part i would i would try and get it but i could not get it to sound just like the album which always bummed me out um were you, were you playing down were you pu- or stroking yeah, down? down maybe that was it <laughs> i think that might be it dude like i guess i i noticed that and like it for me as a non-guitar player like he yeah. it lifts he lifts it up like rah, rah. that to me feels like oh he's playing on the and do you know what i mean like on the one and two and three yeah. and four and i like oh is this off uh, off note, like like um, and then the, like oh, then the vocals and the drums come in, and like oh, the the kick hits on the one, and so does the pull up on the guitar. This is very interesting to me, which I don't think is usual. But you have to, you have to correct me if I'm wrong. That might be it, because it 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 is a very distinct sounding guitar line. Um, mm-hmm. From there, it goes into a, like a pre-chorus, and when he sings all of the things, and then dude. First, yeah, first yeah. time I'd ever heard anything like that. It cuts back into the chorus, but the chorus, they've got those, the, the band in, in the background, they're doing, yeah, yeah, which, oh. Yeah. I've always loved, like, the idea of, like, we're, like, we're, uh, I think it was like, a pretty head thing, like, where they're, like, oh, like, the yeah, yeah, and, like, and, like the, um, like, when Tom's not singing, and, and uh, who's the guy that sings in Radiohead, <laughs> the bass player or whatever? Like, oh, um, not Johnny Greenwood. No, it's not Greenwood. It's it's the other guy. But but anyways, it's it's the chorus. It's the audience singing back. Like like everyone's singing back to you. And like so, this song has like one hundred ten percent like call call and response yeah. uh, possibilities. You are you are now participant in this song. You are now part of it, which is very cool. I that that was one of my favorite things about because about this song it was it was just so catchy I don't know and it was so easy to sing along to as a kid I've kind of been just like hypnotized by the song for over 20 years 100% why this one more than uh my own worst enemy that's a great question it's a pretty fucking concise jam I'm curious why you like this one better in my opinion, I think it's the catchier of the two songs. Not taking not taking anything away from Enemy. Enemy is a hundred percent certified banger. Uh, and if you we've we've gone to '90s nights to watch you know cover band play the and it, it brings the house down every time. Yeah. Um, I I think just as as a young guitarist starting out and being really interested in like this like the craft of songwriting and you know putting songs together i think miserable to me is the more interesting of the two songs okay um, i think there's some really i think jeremy does some really interesting things on the guitar really really cool and catchy things um we haven't gotten to but the guitar solo is one of my favorite 90 guitar solos. i mean it might be sacrilegious but like i put it up there with just as catchy as like kurt's guitar solo in smells like a teen spirit you know it's like 
endlessly. Wow. You can like sing it, you know. Oh. Um, uh -huh. Is he like? Is is he going like? Is he hitting it every every string, or is it like 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 Spanish steel guitar style, or is it like I, an effect? I think he's doing an effect. I think he's doing like some like chorus, maybe like a wah pedal on there. Okay. He could also be doing like a tremolo tremolo type picking that real fast. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. It's it, gorgeous. It, oh, I love it, and the way it like he he's he's bending that last note. Yeah. It's mixed really if you like go if you go back and listen during like the like the big chorus when during the yeah yeah he's like yeah he's still you make still, me come <laughs> he's still plucking up on the guitars you can you can hear the like the 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 high the high notes on the guitars he's still he's still strumming up I, 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 my, my biggest note today was like tell me about this guitar player because like holy shit he's doing something interesting really really like really uh, a lot a lot of really cool nuances going on in this one like i think this is honestly like one of the first songs that really introduced me to playing to like to bringing a guitar part back into the song like so during the final chorus he brings back in the and then he does the uh when he sings, you make me complete. He drops that on the final chorus. He oh. drops that like half step or step. Yeah, I think like compared to Enemy, which is a hit, I think this one is the the more interesting of the two. Okay. Uh, Ziploc is the other hit on on A Place in the Sun. Yeah, uh, what's, 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 which one's Ziploc? Ziploc is, I don't think it's as catchy as Miserable and, and Enemy. But I kind of discovered that one late in life, and it it's it slaps. It's a it's a fine pop rock song. All right, I gathered by watching some videos that these guys are pretty good live. I've never seen them. Oh man, they. I, I, I watched a video of them at like the uh, you know the dreaded Woodstock '99, and like, damn, they sound fucking fantastic, dude. Oh, I didn't know they like, played. Oh man. Like they sound great. Like they're probably probably playing at you know four p.m. before shit goes down or whatever. But like they sounded great. Like um, your your boy, the guitar player, or, or whatever. Like like and ensure the lead singer, blah blah blah. But and like but they're all they're all in tune and on time and like just uh, annihilating. Like like they sound really really good. I need to look, I need to look that up. I. They were actually in our neck of the woods a couple months ago with like Hoobastank. Uh, <laughs> remember Hoobastank? I, I think I, I remember the name. <laughs> and uh, and I, you know, it, it was just way too. I was like a, it was a school night and way too far. And I never, I didn't get to go. But I've kind of like been jamming Hoobastank lately, though. In all honesty, there's they've got some pretty, pretty awesome. Oh yeah, stuff. are you gonna yeah. throw some Hoobastank my way? I don't. I don't know if they if they make the cut for ninety for the nineties. Um, oh boy, we gotta bend those rules, baby. Yeah, this is true. Uh, yeah. Miserable has always been a song that's been really special to me. Um, it taught me a lot as a guitar player, and yeah, it, it, to to be able to talk about it today, it, it reminds me I got my first Fender Strat. Um, it was February two thousand twenty three, and it was cold. It was a Friday, and I remember, I remember, this this thing would not stay in tune. Like the, it needed a lot of work done, but it was, 
it was my strat. Like it was like mm-hmm. fine. And I remember the first song I played on it, I put my headphones on. It was miserable because I I wanted to jam that song on my new guitar. And I hit one yeah. chord and it just went out of tune. But Wow. But what a what what a what a chord. Um What a chord. Do you remember hearing this one on the radio at all back in the day? I mean, yeah. 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 <laughs> like, you know, this and um, my own worst enemy, for sure, yeah. I remember Lit being a thing, and, like, uh, I remember the outfits and the uh, and the uh, the hair gel and the chin strap beards. And, like, They've kind of um, got, like, a, a Guy Fieri, like, vibe going on. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think Guy Fieri has... Guy Fieri has a lit vibe. Yeah. <laughs> I, I believe it's pronounced Guy Fieri. Is uh, it Guy? Oh, shit. I think it's Guy, yeah. <laughs> well, well, we'll have to have him on the show and ask him what his favorite 90s albums are. Yeah. <laughs> I, can, I can guess. If it's Smash Mouth, I'm walking out the door. Because <laughs> everyone makes that joke, right? Yeah. He, lo- he looks like the guy from Smash Mouth. Uh, well, we all, I also watched the music video for this track, right? <laughs> With the you, uh, what, okay, the lovely Pamela Anderson, so was, Canadian '90s icon Pamela Anderson. Is she Canadian? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and she like swallows them whole and all this. Uh, the band members as they play the song, and I love the outfits. Like uh, the outfits. Oh boy, the hair gel and like the uh, square shirts, like the bowling yes. shirts thing like with the, the, the patterns down the down the each, each breast i'm like wow that takes me back artist, like braided beard that goes like yeah a foot down. <laughs> which which he still seems to have uh i was just digging that 90s vibe of it all and like uh boy pamela anderson has a type huh <laughs> <laughs> well what's what's really interesting there was like a and i say a thing but only i, I can only think of two things uh in the 90s where a huge like a, a like a like a it's like a huge woman and like small like small guys whom she like whom they eat so this music video where they're playing they're playing on pamela anderson like for most of the they song. are they are they're playing on her butt yeah yeah and on her high her like still her high heels. heels yeah 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 she um, can't be comfortable i just want I, her to be comfortable put and pamela then, anderson in a hoodie and like pj pants and then i'm like <laughs> did you watch Baywatch back in the day? No, no, I never did. No, not really. No. And then uh, the other one was in Dude Where's My Car. The the yeah. hobby aliens they turn into a huge a huge like woman, and she eats like Hal Sparks, I think, or some or no, the, she's the, one of the O'Connell brothers, Jerry. O'Connell. Yeah, the giant woman thing is like, an interesting like occurrence in like story and sci-fi and like i think fetish yeah. that seems to be isn't it interesting though i'm so curious about like sorry not to derail the podcast completely this is what the show is about now it's a uh, like, but like se- like sexual fetishes and like how they not for lack of a better term grow <laughs> <laughs> but like like wh- wh- and where did someone get way turned on by a giant woman or like you know like feet and stilettos i'm like all those things like don't really hit me too hard i'm like ah ah is she okay 
<laughs> like, where's she gonna sit down? And like, Celeta, I was like, are, are you all right? Do you, do you need a hand? Like, there's steps to get downstairs. And and I, but like, um, but like, are you gonna stomp on lit? You know, like, <laughs> we won't, we won't have their next hit single. But the, the video for this song is very fetishy and like weird and uh, and Pamela Andersony and they are playing on her body, and then she eats them. I never thought of it like that, but that is really interesting. Um, you, you know what I thought about? Like what? That's a fetish. Well, hmm. I I never thought of it like that. How? What? What did you not think about? That the the video is about like, or could be like interpreted as one's fetish. <laughs> it's absolutely. <laughs> I just thought it was like I just okay as a teenager. I just thought like, oh, Pamela Anderson, awesome, you know, and lit, yeah, cool, cool, cool. cool. Right. It's like uh, you know, body worship and all this, and like, and she was like, you know, the the body of the time. Like, this is pinnacle of the most beautiful woman we could think of. And like I think wasn't like the guy from Lit like hooking up with her and shit. I don't know. One of the one of the things is like, you know, their get ups. Um, it's like very like fifties kind of like I don't want to say greaser, but but kinda you know. And what's really funny is they're from Orange County, and another band, uh, Social Distortion, also from Orange County, and also famous for dressing like fifties greasers. So I'm just like. Like what is like Orange County culture that produced like these like really popular acts that like embrace that like fifties rockabilly square shirts shoes with flames on them stuff like that like I, I think that's really interesting too. Is it is it like the ska revival? Is it like the um? Is yeah. is it, is it the, why are they all wearing like bowling league shirts? You know, like these like rectangular like very unflattering well like well, well the singer is rocking that like tank top he looks good and well like, he's yeah also i want to bring up like the the lean singer is a fucking smoke show and like a snack so like do you think they had like a little almost famous issue where like <laughs> hey man you're a little too good looking and it's getting in front of my guitar playing because i'm like because clearly a guitar player is badass what's his guitar player's name uh jeremy he he's he's a very handsome dude. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that spiky hair. What a time to be alive. Mm-hmm. He kind of looks like um the actor that played Dorian Gray on League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. That's such a deep <laughs> cut. <laughs> Going back and and revisiting revision this one for for the holiday episode. It was was yeah. a lot of and I listened to it a lot. Um just really took me back you know, almost, you know, 19, almost 20 years ago, which sounds bizarre now. And it still sounds just as good. It's kind of one of those songs. It's just, it's, it's a familiar, it's, it's something, I feel like something that everyone of, of a certain age has some type of memory of either hearing in the background or, and it's, it's, I feel like it's a good song to connect with people. Um, it's, like a, it's like a go-to. Yeah. But why is this your second favorite song of all time? Uh, well, I don't know if it's my second favorite of all time. It's certainly in the top 10, just from what it taught me as a guitar player. Interesting. You learned yeah. from this song. I learned from this song, yeah. And yeah, I think it's safe to say that like, I maybe subconsciously pull from Miserable every time I work on a song. You know, like 
anytime I think of like writing a pre-chorus, you know, there was a, there was a while there where like pre-choruses were everything, you know, like now I would say probably not so much, but this song is just like rotten with pre-choruses. Uh, the, the, the pre-choruses are, are, are next level. Like, like the structure of this song is uh, uh, off the hook. Truly great. And, yeah. and I think it was one of the first songs where the guitarist used feedback as an instrument. If you listen to that second verse, and he says, give up all of, and he's hitting the, he's using feedback, uh, which I thought yeah. was like really cool. And we tried to like emulate wow. it. Yeah. Awesome. All yeah. Right. So this one, I'm really grateful for this one. It taught me a lot and it still does. Mm. Really fun. To How about that? Over the past few years, to the traditional sounds of an English summer, a drain of lawnmowers, a smack of leather on willow, has been added a new noise. What were the skies like when you were young? They went on forever. When I, we lived in Arizona, and the skies always had little fluffy clouds in them, and uh, they were long and clear, and there were lots of stars at night. And uh, when it would rain, they were beautiful, the most beautiful skies, as a matter of fact. Uh, the sunsets were purple and red and yellow uh jake can i ask you a question sure um what were the skies like when you were young <laughs> um um the skies there was purple there pink fluffy clouds little little fluffy clouds that was <laughs> That was the worst impression of. Uh, <laughs> that was the worst impression of Ricky Lee Jones. Uh, I, I could do. <laughs> Purple and red. Um, let's get into it. All right. So my song that I give to Jake, uh, this uh, gives giving and and sips giving. Well, it was the orbs, little fluffy clouds. The orb is a is a is a. Very loosey goosey collective, you know, as these folks often are. Um, it's always like a duo, blah, blah, blah. And like they've lost members and gained some and, and collected some. And, and, and then sometimes they tour as this, and that, and the other um, over the years. Yeah. I couldn't find like a solid lineup. Like, well, well, well the b- biggest one is, is Patterson. Uh, I, there's, there's one guy that's been the orb, he's just the orb. Um, like and then he he brings on people. At a, at a certain point in 1990, I think they released "Little Fluffy Clouds," this song that is just it's just kind of joyous and like fun and like fluffy and and like, it, it's like bouncing on marshmallows. It's like really a, really a lot of fun, you know, exuberant and and, and joyous and, and all this. It's about 105 BPMs. Yeah, it's it, you know, and I, and, the, and like the way they made this was like it's very Avalanche's style uh, uh, from our previous episode, where, where they like they're they're collecting samples from here and there, and like putting them into this thing, and it's making a making a collage, and like we'll we'll, we'll figure it out in post or whatever. <laughs> And and they ended up with this their biggest hit, which is little fluffy little little fluffy clouds, not to be confused with the orbital, 
the orb was very famous for doing like chill out sessions after parties. You would go to the rave and then you'd go and see the orb and then you would calm the fuck down. You would center yourself and like feel better about everything. They, they are, you know, unconcerned with precision. They are, they are not worried about making this a dance hit or anything like that for any of their tracks. They are making kaleidoscopic sound collages and they just want you to feel okay. This want to put a quilt on you. All these songs are quilts. Every track they do, every performance they do. And every, each performance is different. Jake, what did you think about Little Fluffy Clouds? It reminded me of a lot of um, of different artists. It was it was kind of like a so this was like a perfect like amalgamation of so many of, of different artists that we've that we've covered. Like even though even though we, it wasn't on Modern Chemistry or, or You've Come a Long Way, Baby, we've talked about Eat Sleep Rave Repeat by Fatboy Slim, okay. where the guy tells the story of a cat walking into a bar. And so, like, it's like, so that's on. If, if you're not familiar with this, it, like, it's this guy just telling a story of a cat walking into a bar and dancing, and like, there's all this production going around, going behind it, and he's just like talking. He's kind of just telling a story. Um, yeah. So I heard like hints of that, hints of like Fatboy Slim. I heard a lot of like Crystal Method, Avalanches. Um, yes. Heard a lot of Hybrid as well. Okay. In what way? Uh, the, the way it kind of sounded like it could be like a like a movie. In what way for each of them? So Fatboy Sim was the like combining that audio. Crystal Method. I, I thought it was synths, but as we'll as we'll get to, it's just it's like it sampled guitars, which I thought was like really interesting. It reminded me of like really that really sleek, really cool um, sound that we heard on Vegas Hybrid. It sounded because it it, it it sounded very cinematic at times mm-hmm. uh, and avalanches the drums and uh, avalanches and portishead both because of the drums okay yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so <laughs> this is a wild one like uh or, or, orb is like they're they're just doing collages like like they, they i've seen them live before um and and like they just get there and they like okay here we go we're gonna s- start some sounds we're gonna throw some sounds out there. We're gonna throw some other sounds out there. We'll throw a beat, and then we'll see what happens. And we'll just make this on the spot. So th- there are many, many iterations of Little Fluffy Clouds, their biggest track. I believe twenty nine versions of it, like released, like on on uh, physical and digital media, and there are countless remixes out there on the web and all this people follow the orb like they follow a fish like oh they're gonna play this song but like they're they're doing it different every single time because they are they are they're up there in like uh, they're just like tuning in on fm radio let's let's see what happens to this and and like um uh, we'll we'll see what happens and like you know like they they famously like have sampled um loving you Loving you is easy because you're beautiful. They, they, they incorporate that the same way that Orbital incorporated uh, 
Bon Jovi in, in our previous Orbital episode. Yeah. Um, now, now, but, but like they did, did it by happenstance, by accident, even. But now it becomes like a classic. Like, oh my god, remember that one time that you sampled these guys? They're meant to be played at like four a.m. You were exhausted. You want Taco Bell. You just <laughs> went. Your ears are ringing. You're you you just had a crazy night. You brought a few friends back to your home. You put on the orb because everyone's still rolling a bit and like. And we're gonna see what happens. If you know what I mean, you married man. Uh, <laughs> um, I go back to the the Brian Eno quote where he was like, where he's like, I want people to be able to listen to this and hear a bird chirp, hear a plane go over, and not know if it's in the work or not. And that's like exactly what the orb is doing. Not only are you listening to this piece. This this movement that we've that we've collaged together, but you don't even know which is what what's part of it and what is not, which I think is the real big secret of something like this. Yeah, I think even the name, the orb, like it has an otherworldly connotation to it. Like it's the orb, you know. Like don't look at the orb. Something like something is very sci-fi, you know, very. A little Very, Michael Michael Crichton, the sphere and shit. Yeah, that's that's weirdly that's what I was that's what I was thinking the sphere. I was also yeah. thinking of like Stargate. I don't know. Um, loves love Stargate. Love yeah. Stargate. Love it. It was great, but I I, I took some notes. So uh, as I mentioned, as I did a very bad impression of earlier, the song famously samples jazz and R and B singer Ricky Lee Jones. Um, yes. Do you know the? Are you familiar? Uh, I know she sang that song, "Making Whoopee." <laughs> Making Whoopee. Is that right? Okay. Uh, go on. Go on. I don't know. I'm not too familiar with the artist. The interview that they've assembled. They uh, what? What did the skies look like? They were purple and red. She was not pleased with them sampling it. She famously was not too thrilled with being a club hit. Um, <laughs> which they like i was reading on the wikipedia page for the song how how every time she's asked about it which i think she got i think she got a, some some money oh yeah, um, yeah 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 nowadays if she's ever asked about it she she's not very she's not she's not feeling little fluffy clouds yeah i think she she refers to them as those fuckers <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah um she was not to jazz to be like part of this song because apparently like she was like my voice sounds nasally and all weird and like and also like they didn't ask permission uh, yeah. also in the research talking about the 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 drum sample um yeah he he was kind of like iffy about telling where it is because he, he he said something like my manager says don't tell don't tell where i got my samples from until we've signed the contract or something like that <laughs> I think, yeah, the 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 or uh, guy putting the music out was like, just don't, just don't tell anyone where you got this stuff from, because just, just don't, <laughs> because they won't fuck with us, and they did fuck with them. Like, um, they re- they re-released this tune many times in ninety and ninety three, nineteen ninety it was eighty seven on the charts, and then like, and then and then ninety three was like number ten on the charts. So 
there's a lot of versions uh, of this song, which was I was worried about giving it to Jake because like I want to make sure you you heard the proper version of it. The the drum the drums right. How did so, you find that out? How did you figure that out? So um, listeners, just, J- listeners, Jake sent me the the drum sample of the song tonight. I was kind of blown away. Along with the Ricky Lee Jones um, monologue um, that she gives, um, that that's sampled in the song, I should say. So the song also features a harmonica sample from insanely influential and important. Italian um, conductor Ennio uh, Morricone, uh, who's famous for all, for the Sergio Leone spaghetti western starring like Clint Eastwood. Um, so it features a, like I said, a harmonica sample uh, from his uh, score for Once Upon a Time in the West, the one that stars Henry Fonda and Charles Bronson. And uh, there's also a really awesome guitar part um from uh steve reich's uh, electric counterpart and the guitar parts actually this is for all the guitar nerds listening was played by pat metheny uh who is uh, an incredibly amazing jazz guitarist so yeah pat metheny uh making his making this appearance uh on on this ep- making his first appearance uh that i know of on sip and memos um no no did did you know about this guy pat yeah Oh yeah, he he played for I think Pat Metheny Group. That guitar piece is so beautiful, and then and like the orb talk from it. Yeah. Oh, ab- absolutely, and it, it was really I think he's credited on like on the song, uh, and so seeing oh, yeah. that and as a as a young guitar nerd, just he he was always in the in the guitar world magazine. So seeing his name, uh, I, I was oh, I recognize him. <laughs> oh, far out. Okay, so uh, so the story the story goes that like uh, homegirl Ricky Lee, sorry, Ricky Lee Jones was like not too thrilled to be sampled, but then uh, our man, the gu- guitar hero, Steve Reichs, was flattered, but then like years later, he was like, "Hey, g- g- give me twenty percent," <laughs> and they're like, yeah, "Yeah, you got it," and then they paid him off. And he's like, "Okay, cool, cool, cool," and then they collaborated on f- um, future stuff. Like he was like into it. He was like. Cool, cool, cool. Oh, love that. You see that going sideways so often, especially in this day and age where people just get sued. You yeah. know, it just, yeah. it, it, it's a bummer. Um, but for that, so I think the guy, that was from the Electric Counterpoint by Steve Rake, Rake, Rake. Um, I, was, I was hoping you would know. The, I, I, I know Pat Metheny played the guitar part on it. Um, yeah. But I think it was actually written by. It's like written by Rick, but like performed by the other guy. Yeah, it's truly beautiful. It looks like it looks like that piece was really influential to uh, the aforementioned Johnny Greenwood. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, looks like Johnny has performed that piece um, quite often. R- really? Uh-huh. I want to hear okay. Johnny Greenwood playing. Uh, but arguably. I mean, next to the guitar samples that are just like mixed and uh, distorted and altered in really interesting ways, which to the, to the point where I thought they were just synthesizers. Um, arguably, the thing about Little Fluffy Clouds that um, really sticks out the most are those drums. Yeah. It's almost big beat, but not full-blown big beat. 
Um, mm-hmm. Almost trip hop, but not full blown trip hop. Um, well, this, uh, if 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 you got your years right, this would be before Big Beat. Oh yeah, ninety. And Big Beat was invented in ninety four. Almost as if it was inspired by it. Oh. Go on, go on, go on, go on. So this is before the founding of the Big Beat Club. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so the drums are actually sampled from Henry Nilsson's song, Jump Into the Fire. Okay, uh, so how did, you, how did you know this? Listeners, uh, Jake sent me a sample before I could find it. Before I could find it today. <laughs> By the way, that song fucking rocks. Oh, um, man. It's so dope. <laughs> go ahead. Go on. Go on. Uh, tell them. The drums were played by Mr. Jim Gordon. And if you're interested in hearing the unaltered uh, drum solo, it starts at four, the four minute mark. It's kind of it's kind of a long song. It's awesome. And do you, do you um, do you remember what what movie scene this song was famously? Oh featured? come on! Is it uh, 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 Goodfellas? Yes. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. When all right. it's when Henry's the day Henry gets busted and he's all like drugged out and trying to sell the drugs to the Pittsburgh people and take... With the helicopters over his head and all that? Yeah. Why did I think that was like a Stones tune? I think that there's multiple songs, which is like... Oh, oh okay. It's the drum sample from that album, but they're slowed down to like, I think it was 45? Yeah. They like, they break it down. Um, the, the, the actual track itself is 105 beats per minute, which is pretty slow. It's, it's, it's just above hip-hop and it's just below dance music so it's not like a dance tune so or became kind of the like late night kind of thing like a, a, you know four to five a.m kind of thing and also a back to mind much like groove armada was like a, a oh after the club after we raged now you have friends back to your place and you put this record on and everyone kind of fucking mellows out watches and like, watch the sunrise watches the sunrise yeah this was a really cool this was a really cool piece um it was different from for for an angel because for that was just like straight like piano driven just a straight like piece of of music this one like you said earlier and i think it that was the best way to describe it, uh, it it's a collage of a lot of different things um and, and i think it was really interesting how they 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 brought the ricky lee quotes back and then ended up sampling them and so at one point they're just like little 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 come on that's amazing yeah that's great so why little fluffy clouds uh this season of sips giving i think this is a song that for me is pure joy and it seems like it exists in a world of joy it's just nice and they made something out of nothing they looked in their pantry and they like they saw what they could do and it ended up being, yeah, it ended up being a fucking hit, dude. I know when listening to like Porter's Head, I could say, okay, like there's the drums, and then there's like the sample of strings that they put on top of it, and there's Beth Gibbons' voice, you know, and there's the bass line. And I feel like it's very minimalist in a, in a lot of ways. And I hear that a lot with uh, with Little Fluffy Cows, and it's just, it's such an obscure reference. Um, but we went to this, we went to the store and there was a book of Rothko, uh, Mark Rothko paintings. I'm familiar. Okay. Okay. Oh yeah. Art, art major. <laughs> yeah. You know, famous for those canvas of orange 
and a, like a a darker shape, a darker red in there, just like a rectangle. You know, Panos, yes. Uh, and so in in your description, I I thought of that book, and I, I had to look it up. And as you were talking, I pulled up some Rothko paintings, and I was like, oh, that you know, it's it's a lot like that. It's it's like um, very minimalist, but also very affecting. First time I listened to it, I was driving to work in the morning. I, you know, I work in Austin. I don't live in Austin. Um, so I commute and I listened to it as the sun was rising, you know, so we're like, we're spoiled with beautiful sunrises in Texas. And it was a gorgeous sunrise. And I heard a sadness in Ricky Lee's voice, you know, like, and felt it felt like a sadness in me, you know, um, cause her voice sounded like it was like, like there was like longing for, for her youth in Arizona, longing she for mi- she misses it. Yes, yeah, and I was able to you know get that from this song. Listening to it today, you know, excited to record. I focus more on you know the drums and like the the bounce of the drums and the guitars, and it, I it gave me a more uplifting feeling, and um and I noticed the the. Little, 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 which I didn't before. Um, so yeah, so I, I think, I think this, like all great art, be it a Rothko or, or little fluffy clouds or miserable. I think all great art has that ability to, you know, give you multiple uh, emotions, um, and really allows you to, to draw on those inner feelings or what you're going through while listening, while looking, while tasting, you know, while watching. Uh, and yeah, I think this song is absolutely rotten with that. So yeah, this was, this was, this was a real treat. This was a real treat to find her the Christmas tree or the. (laughs) Okay. No, that's great. That's awesome. I was also thinking of the, uh, Kat Dennings, Michael Sarah classic, Nick and Nora's infinite playlist while listening to this. Why were you thinking of that? In that movie, they're like bouncing around New York city, trying to find like, where this like secret show by this band called Fluffy will be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And throughout the movie, they say Fluffy like a hundred times. They're just like, Fluffy, where's Fluffy? And so that kept on popping into my head. And I love that movie. So it was nice. <laughs> um, that brings this very special holiday episode of um, Sippin' Mimos to an end. We hope you enjoyed listening to the orbs, little fluffy clouds, uh, and lit miserable. I hope you feel the exact opposite of miserable when listening <laughs> to that song. I know. Um, yeah, but well, oh, I felt the opposite too. I, uh, that that song, as as well as little fluffy clouds, made me feel very happy, and so I had a really good time this episode diving deep into these tunes, and I'm quite thankful. That you gave them to me. And I'm thankful you introduced the orb to me. Thank you. I'm thankful for this show. I'm thankful for you. Uh, I think we're all quite thankful. I am. And and from the bottom of our hearts, uh, thank you for listening to Sippin' Mimos in 2022 and 2021 and 2020. Uh, when, or if you're listening to this in 2023, or I don't even know. 10 years from now, thank you for finding us and, and giving us a shot and listening to two 
music nerds geek out about 90s rock and electronica. I can I think I speak for Elliot and I when I say it is a true joy to be able to talk about some of the things we love and to know that there are folks out there who who, who listen and are interested. So from the bottom of our little Mimo's hearts, thank you. Um, hey, hey, st uh, stay sipping. Hey, stay sipping. Stay sipping. Happy holidays. Happy holidays.